The following production is brought to you by Derek Lamont Enterprises, a subsidiary of LBM Entertainment, exclusively licensed for use on Patreon.com. Enjoy the show. This week's episodes are sponsored by Unscripted Roasters, a black, veteran, and woman-owned coffee bean roasting company. For more information, please go to Instagram.com slash Unscripted Barista. Welcome to Patreon.com slash the Derek Lamont Experience, as well as the All Our Nonsense Podcast Network. I'm your host, Derek Lamont Jackson. Here with your annual, I'm sorry, weekly gaming news. I don't know why I keep saying that. It's not annual because it's, it's not like I'm only doing this once a year. This is the weekend gaming. Um, <clears throat> just go ahead, strap in. There's a couple of, there's actually quite a few stories I want to get into. Um, hopefully everybody had a great week. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed your weekend. If you're listening to this on the free feeds, you know, it would be Monday. I hope you enjoyed your weekend. If you're listening to, the, to this on Patreon, this would drop on Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m., so I hope you guys have already started your weekend and it's going good for you so far. Um, not really my top story, but I thought this was very, very interesting. Uh, Bethesda buys Deathloop voice actor a PS5 so he can play his own game. Uh, Deathloop, of course, released on September 20th for the PlayStation 5, and the actor who plays the character of Colt, the main character in the game, the guy who's actually stuck in the loop, did not have a PlayStation 5, so he, he actually could not play the game. Um, <clears throat> Bethesda has bought a PlayStation 5 for Deathloop's Jason Kelly after the voice actor told fans he didn't have a copy of the game or a console to experience it on. Now, the game is also available on PC. I would imagine it will be available on Game Pass September of next year. Um, is right now a timed console exclusive for the PlayStation 5, but obviously Microsoft acquired Bethesda actually around this time last year. So uh, the acquisition didn't really go through fully until uh, January, but the acquisition was announced, um, I think, a day, actually actually a day before Xbox Series S and X pre-orders went live. Uh, Just as Deathloop was about to launch a sharp promo clip on the game's official Twitter account featured Jason Kelly, the voice actor for the protagonist, Cole, uh, Colt, sorry, excuse me, Colt, saying, I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on this video game. If anyone can get me a copy and a PlayStation 5, I would appreciate it. This made it clear that Kelly didn't own a copy of Deathloop or a PlayStation 5 to play it on. Uh, I don't know how this is possible. Now, the PS5, I understand how that's possible. Very hard to get a PlayStation 5. A copy of the game, you're the voice actor. Well, you obviously have considerable ink. Well, I'm not sure what a voice actor makes. Let me stop. I'm not going to say considerable income, but you have some income. 70 bucks you can probably afford. Having the PlayStation 5, that's a bit different. Also, maybe you don't have to pay for the game considering you're the voice actor, but Bethesda should have hooked them up already. Anyways, um, <laughs> the tweet says a special message from Captain himself in the voice behind Colt at Jason Kelly. Uh, Pete Hines responded, hey, Jason, at Jason Kelly... I can probably help you find a PS5 so you can play it. You deserve a chance to play as Colt and enjoy your own amazing performance. While a number of fans congratulated Kelly on his performance in the game, Pete Hines, Senior Vice President of Communications at Deathloop Publisher Bethesda, appeared to offer a solution to the voice actor's uh, console-related issues. Um, In an interview with Jump Cut Play, has since revealed that Hines stayed true to his word. Kelly said, I made an announcement. I was doing a bit and said that I didn't have one, and it turns out I was just notified by Bethesda. That the PS5 was made available and is going to be shipped to me with the game as well, so I'll be playing the game. I'm super excited. Some fans might find Bethesda's decision of Kelly a PlayStation 5 slightly amusing since this year's Microsoft acquisition of Bethesda means that an Xbox exclusive studio has just bought someone a PS5. It is a bit, um, it's, it's ironic. It's definitely ironic. 
While currently only available for PlayStation 5, Deathloop will likely make its way to Xbox sometime in the future. In July, a Deathloop trailer revealed that the exclusivity period for the game would end on September 14th of 2022. Like I said, expected September of next year in Game Pass. When it does release, many fans may be hoping that Deathloop comes straight to Game Pass, which uh, earlier this year saw a number of Bethesda-published games added to its collection. Uh, Deathloop is a great game. I'm currently playing it amongst uh, amidst a bunch of other stuff that I'm actually playing right now. Uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut, Ghost Shima Director's Cut, Bridge of uh, Ken and Bridge of Spirits, um, Jedi Fallen Order. I've recently got a Series X, so I'm actually playing that with the Series X patch and things like that. Uh, Madden 22. Haven't played too much of 2K22. I'm kind of eh on 2K lately, so. But Deathloop is an amazing game. If you have a PlayStation 5, you absolutely should experience. I think anybody, and if you have a PC, I would say you should experience experience it as well. It's a phenomenal game. Um, if you've played 12 minutes, it's obviously a lot bigger, larger scope than 12 minutes. But the loop, you'll kind of understand it at that point. Speaking of Game Pass, Marvel's Avengers is coming to Xbox Game Pass. Heroes are assembling on the subscription service this month. Square Enix announced that Marvel's Avengers is coming to Game Pass this week. Revealed in Xbox Wire posts, Marvel's Avengers will be added to Xbox Game Pass on September 30th. It will be available across all, I'm sorry, across PC, console, and cloud. Uh, the Xbox Game Pass version will be the complete package of all of Marvel's Avengers content so far, including Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and the brand new Black Panther War for Wakanda uh, expansion. The game's arrival on Game Pass will come just in time for the Quad XP event, which runs from September 30th to October 4th. In celebration of the game's one-year anniversary, earlier this year, Square Enix launched its looter shooter Outriders on Game Pass and surpassed 3.5 million unique players in its first month. While it's unclear how many of those players were on the Xbox and Game Pass specifically, it may be that Square has realized the value that this, this, excuse me, the subscription service can offer for this kind of game and thus added Avengers to the roster. Now, keep in mind, again, you are getting all the content. That's Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and uh, Black Panther War for Wakanda. You will not be getting the Spider-Man DLC because that is exclusive to the PlayStation brand. Unfortunately, people have to remember that the Spider-Man IP in the film universe belongs to Sony. I'm guessing it also they would also own it in perpetuity in the console gaming landscape because obviously Spider-Man of 2018 was also a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine will be exclusive to the PlayStation 5. Spider-Man Miles Morales is playable on a PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro as well as a PlayStation 5, but the coming games will be PS5 exclusives. Um, To tell you the absolute truth, I bought Avengers last year when I got my PS5. I got maybe an hour or two into the game. It did nothing for me, and I deleted it. It is now on my video game backlog. Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out as well. Add another Marvel game to that backlog. At some point, I am going to add the game back to my console and play it. Um, probably around the time we get a, a definite release date for the Spider-Man DLC, I'll want to jump into the game then to get familiar so I, then I can play the Spider-Man DLC. But um, this was a game, like, I remember when they showed, you know, the teaser trailer at E3. Um, I forget what year it was. We were all, excuse me, really, really excited. And, you know, there were the whispers. Well, we knew the game was coming. And it was really just a cinema. It was a teaser. It wasn't even a cinematic trailer. 
And uh, then when we saw it, everybody's like, okay, well, I, I, I'm not sure. And then when we played it, everybody's like, this game just isn't really that good. Um, it has its ups and its downs. Um, I really like the way Kamala Khan has been handled in the game. I thought that was awesome. But a lot of the, the missions and things like that, I'm just not really, really hype on. So I don't know. Um, but again, I bought it because I wanted to play the Spider-Man DLC. I'm a Spider-Man fanatic. Anybody that knows me knows that's my favorite superhero. So that's obviously the reason I bought it. And obviously, I'm doing this video game podcast. So, you know, I kind of want to be up to date on games and things of that nature. So it just makes sense. Um... I don't know, to everybody who has an Xbox and hasn't played the game, there you go. If you have a PC and you haven't played the game, there you go. And then it's also going to the cloud, so you don't even actually have to download it onto your Xbox. You can stream it straight from the cloud. I was able to play some video games from xCloud directly on my MacBook, and you know Microsoft and Apple do not work together. So it's actually really cool to be able to do that, so... I don't know, if you're interested in playing the game, now you're going to have the opportunity if you subscribe to uh, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, this past Sunday was, um, Jesus Christ, what is the name of the day? It's the day in the Last of Us universe where the the epidemic, or I guess you can call it the pandemic, I don't know, the day where it broke out and it just capsized uh, society. Um, so Naughty Dog updated everybody on the 26th. While Naughty Dog may have not uh, may not have revealed any new details on the upcoming Last of Us multiplayer project, it took the time on Last of Us Day 2021 to ensure fans that it's actively working on it and that it will reveal more when it's ready. Naughty Dog's Rochelle Snyder shared the news in a community update after thanking fans and the team who have all collectively made The Last of Us into the success it has become. Jokingly, Naughty Dog then included this question as a fan would write, Yeah, that's lovely and great, Naughty Dog, but what are you doing with The Last of Us right now? In short, we're working on it, Naughty Dog answered. We see the community comments as many of you clamor for multiplayer and one updates. For now, we'll say that we love what the team is developing and want to give them time to build out their ambitious project. We'll reveal more when it's ready. To that end, we've been busy growing our team inside the kennel since The Last of Us Part Two launched and are currently in full swing of hiring for MP-related positions, hint, hint, MP being multiplayer. So if you or somebody you know qualifies for anything you see on our jobs page, please apply. Um... I guess if you're a fan of factions, cool. I don't think that certain games need multiplayer. They're good enough. I remember, I can't remember which of the uh, the Uncharted games was the first to feature multiplayer. And I was like, why? This is a, a an, an adventure. It's a single player, player narrative linear adventure. Why does it need multiplayer? It doesn't. And then when they added factions to The Last of Us, I was like, alright, I guess. But I'm not going to play it. I did once play the multiplayer for uncharted and the type of game it is where you're running around wielding automatic weapons and stuff like that it wasn't bad but it's not something i'm just that excited to play when i found out the last of us 2 was shipping without factions i was like okay no difference to me it made me no difference everybody else was like this is bullshit blah 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 if if you love factions i i understand it i totally get it the game is good enough where it doesn't need a multiplayer but they are going to give you guys that multiplayer. Here's my thing. If you're just going to launch it where you have this multiplayer suite, I guess that works. Why not give us a little story DLC? Why not? I mean, we saw how Abby came to be who she was. But I figure there's something. What was the Left, left Behind was what? Maybe a couple of hours long, if anything. You guys can squeeze a 
few more hours out of the story to give us some DLC for The Last of Us Part 2. I know you can. I really, really, truly know and believe that you can. And I would love to see that happen. Um, not to say it's going to happen. I'm just saying I think it I think it works, like, right? Like, I'm not wrong in in, in wanting that. I don't think I am. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I doubt that we're going to get more for the story. I think anything that they have left that they would... It'd probably be in their best interest to save it for The Last of Us Part 3. Um, for them to act like they're not working on that game. They may not be working on it. It may be in pre-production, though, at best. Because you you could leave the story on the cliffhanger. Or, you know... What if, what if Abby goes back and trains to become the monster that she's in? Nurses herself and Lev back to health. And then we see Abby the machine again, you know? Um, will Ellie go looking for Dina and the baby? All questions I feel like that should be answered. And then you threw that faction in at the very end of the game. Where do they come from, right? Does Abby ever actually find the other Fireflies? Those are questions I think you need to answer, and that's why I think a third game is necessary but again i'm not neil Druckmann. i'm not herman holst i don't make uh i don't make those kind of decisions i wish i did but actually heavy is the crown so i don't know if i would actually want to make those decisions but i think you have to have a third game you have to close this out you have to make it a trilogy i think it needs a proper this is the second act that's why it's so dark if you think of it as the original star wars trilogy the first game a new hope right Ellie and Joel walking off toward Jackson at the end of the first game feels like a new hope. Everything being dark and the world being flipped completely the fuck upside down in the second game feels like the Empire Strikes Back. You have to make the Return of the Jedi game to close this out. So I definitely think they need a third game and I think it needs to end kind of like Return of the Jedi does. You know, something like that. Not exactly, but it just kind of feels that way. Uh, a couple story, a couple moments ago, I talked about Avengers and the DLC. Well, here we go. Marvel's Avengers Spider-Man uh, DLC will have story and cutscenes. The Web Slinger is set to swing by before the end of 2021. Well, that just gave me the answer I was just wanting, and now I knew I know that I need to go re-add it to my PlayStation uh, Five. Crystal Dynamics, the developer behind Marvel's Avengers, has confirmed that the PlayStation exclusive Spider-Man DLC will have story content and cutscenes when it makes its long-awaited debut. As spotted by MP First, Crystal Dynamics senior producer Dan Madlack responded to a fan's question on the official Marvel, Marvel's Avengers Discord server that asks whether or not everyone's favorite webhead will come with its own storyline. Spider-Man is what we call an event, so he will have cutscenes and a story for sure, Matlack replied. Matlack then went on to give fans a further glimpse at the details of the game's first ever raid, in which players will battle with Claw, the primary villain of the Marvel's Avengers last expansion, War for Wakanda. So, it's Ulysses Claw? Okay definitely gonna go download this as soon as i finish this episode uh as part of the, of the discussion matt like reassured fans that while the raid may feature some familiar environments it will be a unique experience marvel's avengers first confirmed that spider-man would be coming to the game albeit controversially as a playstation exclusive character in august of last year at the time the character was understood to be coming during an early 2021 release window however fans concerns increased when spider-man introduction was delayed and a lengthy silence from the studio fell surrounding the character um, earlier this month, however, a new roadmap for Marvel's Avengers confirmed that the, the, excuse me, that the developer was on track to release Spider-Man sometime before the end of 2021. Um, I can see why they held him back considering this game came out in September and then we got 
Obsid uh Insomniacs Spider-Man Miles Morales in November. I could see why you would hold back Spider-Man DLC because it was definitely going to be overshadowed by the Miles Morales game. It, we just absolutely know it was. So, um, yeah, it makes sense for it to hold it back. Um, the one thing that this article told me, obviously, it's going to have story and cutscenes. So it's going to be, I would imagine, the file size is going to be pretty decently, pretty decent, pretty decent size. When you think about the cinematics and how they're rendered and if there's a 4K texture pack or anything like that, you're going to be looking at a pretty sizable download, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I would actually have to check the DLC for the other expansion to see how they work, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's rather large. Um, other information, I'm sorry, other news, Battlefield 2042 won't require PlayStation Plus, but will require Xbox Live Gold. This is very interesting. Um, yeah, this just kind of feels like, um, when Xbox had Fortnite locked behind the Xbox Live Gold wall, uh, paywall, when you could play it for free on PlayStation without PlayStation Plus, and a couple of other games, I can't remember all of them, but th this is the thing, this is what you're gonna run into, um, before this game releases, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft changes course and removes the paywall i don't think that you should have to, well i don't know that's interesting it, it's very interesting considering that ea and microsoft usually have a pretty good relationship and ea being the publisher i don't know why it won't require like i would kind of expect this to be the other way around it seems like you know on a playstation console you would need to have playstation plus but on a microsoft console you would not need to have xbox live gold if either one of these companies were to make that, you know, kind of make that mandated, it's just strange that it's Microsoft. It tells me that they want all, all their coins and look, <laughs> seven and a half billion dollars. I'll say it, uh, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again and again and again. They spent seven and a half billion dollars acquiring Bethesda. They got to make that money back somehow. I'm not saying this is where, you know, the pot of gold ends there, but they got to make that money back. But, you know, Windows 11 is coming out. Actually, uh, if you're in the free feeds, by the time you hear this, Windows 11 is only a few days away. So, I don't know. But this is kind of strange. It's really, really strange. I don't know why I thought that they would have learned their lesson from the whole debacle with Fortnite and things like that. I don't know why you would lock it behind. But this is a, a premium title, I guess. You're But you don't pay for Fortnite. You pay for the cosmetics, the skins and things like that. The game is free to play. You still have to pay 70 bucks for Battlefield 2042 if you want the next-gen version of the game. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a cause for concern. I was having this conversation with my brother uh, a couple of days ago. We were talking about this. He's all behind Battlefield. I'm going to buy Call of Duty Vanguard because I love Call of Duty and World War II is my favorite, you know, historical war. Um... But he's all he's a hundred percent sold on Battlefield. I'm a hundred percent sold on Call of Duty, and that's just the way it is. So I don't know. And, and again, also happy brother, happy birthday to my brother Isaac. His birthday was last week, but you know, he was recovering from the COVID. So um, I don't know. This is very interesting. We'll see. We'll see how this shakes out. But I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft changes course by the time the game releases. I I just you're being upstaged by Sony on. <laughs> online multiplayer I, it's just it's just strange i don't know um 
In other news, recently acquired Sony Studio Fire Sprite Limited completes acquisition of Fabric Games Limited. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment announced today that the newest developer set to join PlayStation Studios, Fire Spite Limited, has completed the acquisition of Fabric Games, a developer headed, headquartered in Northwest England. Fabric was founded by Fire Sprite's managing director, Graham Ankers, in 2014 with the vision to create, publish, and support new gaming experiences coming out of Manchester, including the launches of multiple indie titles. Most recently, Fabric Games collaborated with Fire Sprite to bring survival horror title The Persistence to multiple platforms. Fabric will be joining Firespite, playing a key role in the studio's efforts to strengthen SIE's catalog catalog of exclusive games. Um, a sta- in a statement, I'm delighted to announce that we will be bringing Fabric Games and Firesprite together as a part of our exciting next step of PlayStation Studios, said Graham Akers, Managing Director Firesprite. They are a team of passionate and committed developers led by industry veterans who have worked on many AAA franchises. We're looking forward to bolstering our creative talent as we continue on our journey to offer truly unique experiences excuse me, experiences for PlayStation fans. Um, there's more, more than likely, on the PlayStation blog. The acquisition of Fabric Games occurred in connection with Firesprite joining PlayStation Studios, bringing Firesprite's total studio headcount to 265 as of September 29th of 2021. Uh, that's a pretty big studio, so congratulations to them. Um, I wonder if Sony's going to change that name. I don't know. Uh, that'd be very, very interesting to see if they, they continue to keep the name Fire Sprite. We do know, of course, they acquired Housemark not too long ago. Uh, when the tweet went out from the PlayStation account, it actually showed Bluepoint Games instead of the uh, the Housemark logo. So some people think that the acquisition of Bluepoint Games is coming. I would be 100% all in for that. Uh, I would really like to know what Bluepoint Games is working on now since Demon Souls launched for the PlayStation 5 last year. What have they been doing for almost a year? A lot of people are saying that they're working on a Metal Gear Solid remake, which if you look at the Death Stranding Director's Cut initial trailer, they show the box. So I don't know if that's kind of pointing to that. I do want to know what Blue Point Games is working on, though. And if they're working on a Metal Gear Solid remake, I would be absolutely ecstatic because I've been trying to play the Metal Gear Solid HD collection on my Xbox Series X and its tank controls because, of course, this game came out for the PlayStation 2. And controlling the camera with the analog sticks and all that stuff has changed quite a lot. Gaming has really made a jump from 2000 when the PS2 came out to 2021, obviously. Um, Bluepoint Games does a great job at whatever they do. I'm not a Souls... I'm not a fan of the Souls genre. But goddammit, if Demon's Souls doesn't look absolutely excellent, I'll pluck my right right, right eye out right now sometimes i'm like i really want to play these games and sometimes i'm like i don't want to play this game but i tell you what they did do a great job on again they did the hd um collection of the metal gear solid collection for the ps3 and the xbox 360 they did um shadow of the colossus remake which i absolutely love for the playstation 4 um they also did the nathan drake collection the original three uncharted games for the playstation 4 as well so blue point games is a studio i trust um i would love to see them become a playstation exclusive studio and be under that banner um i would love to see konami allow hideo kojima to work on a metal gear solid remake if that's really a thing but i don't know we'll see what happens but you know uh Sony is not going to idly sit by and watch Microsoft buy up a bunch of studios and not continue to bolster what PlayStation Studios is. They are still the preeminent 
banner for gaming studios. They showed us that with their PlayStation Showcase because for 20, 30 minutes, it was really mid. I was like, this kind of sucks. And then Herman Holst comes on the screen and he's like, PlayStation Studios, blah, 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 blah. We see the PS uh, Studios logo and then they come with all bangers. Polyphony Digital shows off um polyphony digital shows off gran turismo 7 insomniac shows off the wolverine teaser trailer and spider-man 2 uh obviously sony santa monica shows us god of war and we know san diego studios is going to release mlb the show each year it's a little weird that it's now available on xbox that's still very strange to me and i actually didn't i played like maybe an hour of it on xbox and then i didn't touch the game anymore like i didn't play it on playstation either this year so but we know what Sony's going to do and the direction they're going to go in. Hopefully, they're going to give these new studios some very interesting stuff. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, we're going to get more info about the PSVR 2 next year. And some of these smaller studios are going to be working on PSVR content. That's all I can hope for. I do hope that there's better tracking, though, on the thing. I don't want to get motion sickness because I haven't played my PSVR in quite some time because it gives me crazy motion sickness. Actually, even thinking about it now kind of makes me a little sick. Uh, Spider-Man 2 will be darker than Insomniac's last two Spidey games. We know this, of course, because we saw Venom. Hello, what the fuck? Also, we did find out that Spider-Man and Wolverine, both made by Insomniac, take place in the same universe. Wolverine's going to be fucking dark. So I expect Spider-Man 2 to have a darker tone as well. Marvel has said that Insomniac's Spider-Man 2 will uh, present fans with a darker follow-up to the previous two, inst previous two installments. Comparing the game's tone to The Empire Strikes Back. What did I say earlier? What did I say earlier about The Last of Us universe being like the Star Wars universe? Speaking on a recent episode of This Week in Marvel, podcast creative uh, vice president of Marvel Entertainment, Bill Roseman gave fans a brief insight into what they can expect from Spider-Man 2. If the first Spider-Man game was Star Wars, Spider-Man 2, it's kind of our empire, Roseman said. It gets a little darker. Insomniac's first Spidey adventure did well to set fans up with the studio's take on Peter Parker by exploring elements of the character's superhero secret identity and relationships without, relationships without leaning too far too early into some of Spidey's grittier storylines. Similarly, uh, similarly, the studio's release of Spider-Man Miles Morales gave fans a story exploring a teenage Miles establish, establishing himself and finding his rhythm as a superhero while Peter Parker was out of the picture taking annual leave. Superheroes don't get to take vacations. I, I I know that they did that to let Miles have the game to himself and not have Peter have to hang over his shoulder, but Peter Parker doesn't get a vacation. He just doesn't. It's not how it works. Like The difference with him, like Spider-Man and Superman are my favorite two characters, right? If Superman hears anything, he can fly there in like under a minute and take care of the shit. Spider-Man cannot swing from Japan to Iowa to fix an issue. It, and he patrols New York only. So imagine if you're stuck like in in Indonesia and there's some shit going on in New York. But, you know, I don't know. Spider-Man doesn't get vacations. That's all I'm saying. I understand why they did it, but it's, it I don't know, whatever. Anyway, um, that's not to say that neither character faces darker elements within their respective storylines, but there's definitely room for Insomniac to explore further now that both characters have established themselves. From the teaser trailer shown off during Insomniac's reveal of Spider-Man 2 at this year's PlayStation Showcase, we know that the sequel will see Peter and Miles teaming up to take on a, a notorious symbiote villain, Venom. We're also going to get Craven the Hunter. That was 100% Craven the Hunter's voice we heard. 
As a Marvel villain, Venom's appetite for destruction and aggression lends himself well to a darker storyline in Spider-Man 2. While Venom isn't always depicted as truly being truly evil, such as in Tom Hardy's recent movie adaptations of the character, the symbiote life form certainly has the potential to create for a far more sinister fully boned sequel. Elsewhere in the interview, Roseman remained relatively tight-lipped when talking about Insomniac's upcoming Wolverine game, which was also showed off in a brief teaser trailer at this year's PlayStation show Showcase. We will eventually reveal when Wolverine is aimed to launch, Roseman said. For more, go back and study those trailers. They are packed with details and Easter eggs. There's a license plate on the wall on the bar where Wolverine is, and it has a number on it, HLK, I think, 181, which corresponds to The Incredible Hulk 181, which is the first appearance of Wolverine. I thought that was a really, really cool fucking Easter egg. Um, yeah, the trailer looked absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm looking at it again. Miles and Peter in absolute 4K glory in their suits, standing side by side. They look amazing. We do know that Spider-Man 2 is coming in 2023. Um... I wouldn't expect Wolverine till 2020. I think the trailer even said 2025. But, um, yeah, Marvel definitely doing a great job by handing games to Insomniac. Um, interesting that they gave Square Enix Guardians of the Galaxy because Marvel's Avengers didn't do well. And that was Crystal Dynamics. And actually, Crystal Dynamics actually is teaming up with, I forget, I think it's the initiative, the Xbox Studio, to do the Perfect Dark remake. So... I don't know. I, it's just interesting that, for all intents and purposes, everybody last year said that Marvel's Avengers was a bad game. And I know Crystal Dynamics did that, but Marvel still gave Square Enix Guardians of the Galaxy. So I don't know. I, we'll see how this shakes out. Guardians of the Galaxy is actually out fairly soon, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know. I, I haven't purchased it. I'm going to talk to some friends and see if they bought it and see how they like it, and I'll let you guys know. But that's all I got for you guys this week. Of course, this has been the week in gaming. Uh, tell your friends, patreon.com slash the Derek Lamont experience. Subscribe at the dollar level. For the do for the main tier, it's less than for, for the main tier for one full year, it's twelve bucks. That's less than one month of Netflix service. That's less than one month of Netflix service. So I'm giving you guys quality content. Of course, for other stuff, you have to subscribe to our higher tiers. But I keep the content rolling out. You guys will never get bored. I always provide something for you. Um, I'm actually going to be doing my Star Wars countdown. If you remember, I did my countdown of my favorite top 10 MCU films. I'm now going to do all 11 Star Wars films. That's all nine of the, the Skywalker saga as well as Solo and Rogue One. I'm going to rank those and go from 11 all the way down to number one. That's going to be coming out pretty soon. But anyway, again, my name is Derek Lamont Jackson. Believe in yourself first and foremost because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you. Stay humble. Stay happy. You guys have a great day. Peace out.